You're listening to This Podcast is for Women, episode number 56. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Rebecca Campbell. She's an author, spiritual teacher, and intuitive guide. She is a leading voice in the rising feminine energy movement, and she has dedicated her life to helping women around the world discover their true selves and embrace all their unique gifts. In this episode, we have such a fun chat and we dive into the power of feminine energy, which is often found in stillness, silence, really connecting to the earth or the moment that you're in. And we learn how to create rituals that work for your everyday life, ways that you can set aside time, even though you're so busy, or wherever you're at in this moment in time and connect to that powerful feeling of feminine essence and feeling grounded and connected to your true self. Whether you're looking to connect with your inner wisdom or find a new way to tap into your creative potential, this conversation is certain to inspire you and guide you on your journey. So grab a cup of tea and tune in to this enlightening conversation with author Rebecca Campbell. Hey everyone, and welcome to This Podcast is for Women. This is a very special episode with my guest, author Rebecca Campbell. Hi, Rebecca. It's so great to have you on my show today. Happy to be here with you, Adrienne, and hi, everyone who's listening. Rebecca, if you don't know who she is, I am so excited to introduce you to the world of Rebecca Campbell. She's a best selling author of numerous books. The Rose Oracle, Rise Sister Rise, Light is the New Black, and Letters to a Starseed. These are just a few of them. She also has an incredible uh, card deck also that I love. I use it almost every day to get a little guidance and intuition. And she also is the founder of the Sanctuary Membership. The Sanctuary Membership we're going to talk a little bit about in this podcast. So Rebecca, Welcome again to my show. I want to start off by telling you that I discovered your work at such an interesting time in my life. My career was moving right along in the coaching industry for women and relationships, but I was feeling this void. I was feeling something, a little empty space, and I didn't know what it was I was looking for. (laughs) And literally your book, fell off into my lap at a bookstore I was visiting in the new age section. And I discovered Rise, Sister, Rise. And that was my introduction to your work. And within reading the first few pages, I said, this is what I've been looking for. This is the message I've been seeking. <laughs> well, I think that, gosh, I mean, my my process of writing is always like, I'm kind of writing to myself <laughs> as in, and through through different periods and yeah I really understand like with that book it was such a journey for me to be able to write it and um explore it and and kind of like a deep um you know I know that I had kind of done all the things that society told me to do I'd kind of learned how to make it in a man's world um you know quote unquote and um yeah I I had this yearning deep deep yearning for the feminine mysteries, the wisdom, the the returning to the cyclic nature of life, uh, returning to the earth as well, and nature, and and nature as as um you know mother and home to us all, 
and um, I couldn't quite put it into words. And so, yeah, the writing of that book was definitely like a huge process in, in kind of like uncovering what, like I, I felt like we should innately know, and maybe we do deep down, but it was definitely not something I was taught when I'm like, <laughs> why didn't we get taught this? You know? Yes. Who, who would have taught it to us and how yeah, exactly <laughs> mm. for my listeners who aren't familiar with your work, uh, tell us if you can just a little bit about what inspires you. I know the unfolding of the rose is an inspiration and how mm. you discovered that, but what inspired you to take this path in life and write, as you said to yourself mm. and get more in touch with this energy and source that we have? Mm. Well, I think um, my whole life, I kind of had this like longing or yearning or call within me that like, you know, there's something I came here to do. And I wanted to like devote my life to something like some purpose. Um, but I didn't really know what it was. I knew it was something creative, but I was always fascinated by the big questions like life and death and birth and, and the journey of the soul. What even is the soul? Like what happens to that part of us that's there when we take our first breath and exhale our last. Um, I think as a, a young girl, I experienced um, a few big life experiences where um, it made me look at those big questions. Yes. Um, and yeah, I began just as, as a passion project, really just exploring um, the journey of the soul and, um, and yeah, living into the big questions. Um, but it was always a passion of mine. I never saw it like as a, as a career. I was a, I was a writer, um, and a creative, um, in um, corporate world, really like in advertising. Um, and then I became a creative director. And so creativity was always a big part of it, but it was like, the, I had these two separate worlds or two separate lives I was living. It was like the creative side and the career side. And then the inner world um, of intuition. And yeah, it wasn't until um, my early thirties that all of a sudden I'm just like, I just, this life that I've consciously created just doesn't feel like it's mine. And, um, you know, I, I, at the time I, um, I wasn't married, I didn't have kids. And so I had this window, I could see this window and not that you have to not have kids and, and not be married to, to have a window. But for me, there was this knowing that it's like, I have to do it now. And yeah. And so that's when I, I began um, incorporating those two worlds back together. And I, I started writing each day at, in um, the Rose Garden at Regent's Park in London. It was just part of my daily practice. And I'd go there and just, I knew that, that nature and the beauty of nature lit me up. I knew that it helped me like sink more into my feminine, more into my intuition. And that's when um, I started receiving the writing, um, uh, which turned into my first book and then second and, and yeah. And little by little by showing up every day. Um, yeah. It, it, I'd always received the vision of, of writing books and, and doing that type of work, but I couldn't work out like how to kind of get there. And so it was that daily showing up each day um, that kind of little by little it grows. I'm sure you've had that experience yourself as well. Well, I, I was just nodding my head with everything you were saying because my career was unfolding. I was moving in a direction that felt right. But again, I was feeling just there was something missing. It was almost like having a recipe and you're mm -hmm. missing a certain amount of spices or salt. Mm -hmm. And the chemistry in my life just felt off and mm. nature has always been very important to me. And I realized, 
you know, I'm in this career where I'm teaching women how to balance masculine and feminine energy and a neutral energy mm. to create a wonderful relationship with their masculine energy partner, who, by mm. the way, can also be in his feminine energy at times mm-hmm. and needs to be. And what was missing from my work was getting in touch with what was really important to me in regards of nature and finding my voice in nature. And I'm an avid gardener. I subscribe to all the British gardening shows and (laughs) I'm I'm so deep in it. I was like, why hasn't this been part of my work? And that weekend, my husband went out and we took my camera and we filmed all sorts of new videos and photographs of me in nature. And I started to bring it into my work specifically Mm -hmm. in relation to the ocean Mm -hmm. and just how the ocean has just everything, but also then nothing. Mm. And there's just this ebb and flow and this place of peace, but also turbulence. And my message just got really clear. So whenever I meet a woman who knows she has something more to give, and she's not exactly sure how to get in touch with it, I always direct her to your books. And I will say, sometimes they come to me and say, I started reading Rebecca and I didn't get it. Like it was almost like it's in a different language. <laughs> put it, put it down, wait a little while, come back to it because the message will begin to speak to you mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you have a wonderful newsletter. I'm going to have the links below your, your newsletter. Also very intuitive, right on time. I've learned so many wonderful things uh, such as just, the speaking to an object in nature and, and connecting with it and finding that voice and how this just really slows you down and gets you into the feminine. So what's your inspiration when it comes to helping women connect and get, find their voice, feel their presence here on earth? What, what really is your inspiration? So I think that, so my inspiration is always like, beauty um and so that's why flowers are such a big part of it but water as well like I when I was a creative in advertising I would walk along I'd get up extra early and I'd walk along the beach each morning and I didn't know I was doing it specifically at the time but I saw more of the water like you were talking about it like you know whether it was choppy or big waves or placid and calm I'd ask the water to inspire me and inspire obviously is like in spirit, those two words. So it's like when you're inspired, we're connecting with spirit. And I think creativity and intuition come from the same space and it's the space of spirit and soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I look back, I've always connected with nature in that way. It's always been part of my creative process. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've since become a mom. Um, and yeah, so I've got two, two kids and um, I mean, Yeah. The first, after I had the first, actually felt very, very connected, but then, you know, sleep deprived and, you know, my, the the practice that I would normally do daily is like out the window. Do you have kids? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have children. However, I have a lot of uh, fur babies, both rescue (laughs) and otherwise, and I can't, a parenthood I know is that times about a hundred, but I I understand the interruptions that we all face. Right. Yeah. And so it's so different. And then since I had my daughter, like, and I've got a toddler as well, it's just like, oh my gosh, you can forget the morning practice I used to do, but it's been actually a really, really, because spiritual practice is like, you know, it's a core of um, what I've always taught. Like I'm a big, big believer in carving out 
non-negotiable time every day to connect in with the sacred. Um, now that doesn't have to be an hour long meditation. It doesn't even have to be a meditation. There's so many different ways you can connect with sacred, but becoming a mum has actually been an amazing syllabus in bringing the spiritual into the physical a little bit more. So when I reflect back before, I think I kind of showed up to the spiritual in more of a masculine way and nothing wrong with it. It really served me at the time, but I'd be like, I'm going to go and do my practice now. So I'm going to go and meditate for half an hour or 15 minutes or whatever it is, but I'm going to go and do my spiritual practice. And then I'm going to come back into my life and then I'm go and be spiritual. And then I'm come back into my life. And so it was almost like these separate worlds. And I think that this often is the case when we go on a journey of awakening, it's like, there's the way things were. And then we have some kind of awakening experience, whether that's through heartbreak or loss or, or, or some mystical experience. So that happens. And so it's almost like, whoa, a whole nother world has opened up to me, Mm -hmm. but sometimes that can feel quite alienating because it's like the previous world I was in my normal life and maybe people in my life, I feel like I feel quite separate from that. And so we can almost create these two separate worlds, which make us even further away from what we're really yearning for. I I definitely experienced that myself. And through going and doing my spiritual practice, I really built up some spiritual resilience and and, um, strength in being able to connect in really, really easily. But then when I became a mom, it just was not possible for me to wake up in the morning and do half an hour meditation and journaling and whatever. Um, because every morning I was being woken up by a crying baby. Like, <laughs> Now's a good time for a quick break. Through the night. And yeah, I was going to sleep instead of do spiritual practice. Like I might do yoga nidra because that would replenish me. But so I was like, I need to find a way to integrate this even more and I think this is such a feminine thing and you don't have to be a mum for this but I think this is and and we all have the feminine I want to I know this podcast is for women but (laughs) the feminine and masculine exists within all of us um so I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here but I really believe that um so yeah so what I began doing was I was like okay instead of being like oh I can't get to my practice I can't get to doing this stuff for myself it's like how can I use this as an invitation to like weave the worlds a little bit more back together. So Mm -hmm. for example, when my son, I'd be like breastfeeding my son or um, um, so I'd be like rocking him, like in a rocking chair or whatever. And I would imagine then myself, like if you imagine sometimes um, there is like the visual of like the great mother or the goddess or God or whatever you believe in, um, kind of like cradling you. So you're like the child. Yeah. And so as I was rocking my son, I imagined myself being rocked by the great mother myself. And so I, and as I felt his, the weight of him in my arms, I was like, okay, I'm going to put my weight into the the gravity of the earth and and allow myself to be held by something. I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm going to surrender into that a little bit more. Um, I'd also like, you know, as he was crying and I'd be trying to get him to sleep, um, I like, you know, y- y- the best way to, to learn to sing is to have a baby. <laughs> and so I'd <laughs> begin chanting to him. And so I would bring my chanting practice into the physical with him. And then now same thing, we'll go for a walk and we like, let's, let's pick some flowers from the garden to bring back and 
create an altar with our wishes for the week. And so it's just finding ways to bring it more into the physical, more into the everyday, rather than it having to be this separate thing that we're doing. I love that you're mentioning that because this year for me started off with my podcast where I felt like I was stuck in this. I need a morning routine. I need a nighttime routine. I need my journaling practice. I need my meditation practice. Oh, and then there's yoga and then there's the gym. And then oh, so and overwhelming. exactly. And you really are talking about looking for something every day that you mm. can connect to your feminine energy, slow down, feel that connection and not resist what's happening around you in the moment, which is you have a beautiful growing child <laughs> in your arms. We can't deny that this is exactly where you are. Right. We are where yeah. we are. And so it's like, even just during my pregnancy, um, I, so my, my number one practice and creative practice as well is walking in nature. It's what resources me the most. Um, it's where I get all my creative ideas from. But during my pregnancy, I had this really bad pelvic pain and so I couldn't walk. I, like I literally couldn't walk very far. Like it really, really, really hurt. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like, I am I was really frustrated and, and angry. And I'm like, I just want to be in nature more. But it made me reconnect to what was happening within me at the time, which was nature. And so it was like, no, no, look at the nature that is right here. Uh -huh. And same thing with... um. I've had some complications postpartum. And so I have to do these specific exercises every morning, which, oh my gosh, it's so not my style. Like I'm definitely like, I would, yeah, I I, I do enjoy moving my body, but like it's become like, I, it's my number one priority every morning. I've got to do these particular exercises and I was resenting it at first. And then I'm like, no, this is the practice for you now. And so mm -hmm. I think this can happen when I look back on my journey definitely when I first started really committing to showing up to some kind of practice it really served me to pick a particular practice which at the time mm -hmm. was a meditation which mm -hmm. was about 10 minutes long I would show up to it every single day without fail and I chose like 10 minutes no more than 10 minutes at some stages I've had like less because 10 minutes was not possible but mm -hmm. no matter what I'd show up every day and I think that consistency is such a powerful thing. Yes. Um, and then there's been, you know, then the gears shifted and I needed um, more replenishment. And so I started a practice called earth pulsing, um, which is essentially laying with your back flat on the earth. Imagine your heart opening and you're basically being held by the earth and resourced mm. by the earth. It's so good. I've actually got, I've got a free version of that and a few different practices, seven different practices. It's a thing called, um, discover your spiritual practice. Um, it's rebeccacampbell.me forward slash practice. And you get seven different days of spiritual practice. So if you want to explore what it is, um, yeah, okay. we'll link, we'll send you the link. Um, but that, that meditation in particular is, I think it's like day three or day four. Um, and so I did that for probably about two and a half years and then I shifted gears and it was chanting and then I shifted gears and, and now it's these exercises and I do a yeah. bit of journaling after. Um, but I really, I do believe that that knowing what your practice is going to be for a period of time is super, super helpful because okay. otherwise it's like, if you're just kind of going, Oh, what am I going to do to do today? We, you, you tend to kind of go, it's, it's like going to the gym, right. Mm -hmm. Or exercising, moving your body. If you're like, 
am I going to do yoga today? Or am I going to go to the pool? Or am mm-hmm. I going to do this? And then by the time you figure out what you're going to do, you can't get into the pool and you, you know, <laughs> I think it really helps to have the consistency. Yes. But I think as we change, our practice is likely to change too. And yes. I'm a big believer yes. in, in honoring that. Like when I began that earth pulsing um, practice, it's a meditation that just like came to me from an urge that I had. Um, and at the beginning, I started feeling a bit bad because I'm like, oh, I feel really lazy because all I want to do is lie on the earth and that's it. And that's just like lying on the sand at the beach, you know? Totally. <laughs> what I Sounds <needed>. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we are always know what we need. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, honoring that I think is important. It doesn't have to be hard work. And the ability to not judge yourself, listen to yourself, find out what you need or just experiment with what might feel good to you in this moment. Right. Instead of being up in our heads in this problem solving, uh, masculine and, Mm -hmm. uh, problem solving world. It's so easy to pick up your phone and get stimulated Mm -hmm. or work and get stimulated. But instead that feminine energy that we're wanting to connect with that's slowing down it's mm-hmm. all around us. <laughs> it's really it's all around weird. us. We have to just find. Now, I have a lot of women that I help who are, they're having relationship difficulties. They have found me because they realize or they sense that they've been operating from a place of masculine energy in their relationship with a masculine energy partner, which can cause a conflict because I believe it's best if, if they're in balance, Mm. they're in balance in different places in your life. You have to figure out and evolve and find out what those places are. But women that really are in a lot of heartbreak, feeling lost, there's someone in their life that has walked away from them or the relationship just didn't work. And it's so easy to go inward and blame ourselves. Do you have anything you would want to share for women that are experiencing heartbreak or in a difficult spot emotionally? Mm. Well, yeah, I think that when we're going through these really difficult times and I don't think anyone's immune to it, like I think we all go through it as much as we would like to kind of maneuver and avoid and, you know, like think our way to avoid these things. I think these are part of, the initiations of life and relationships in particular are the number one way we grow. Now's a good time for a quick break. Are you struggling to get your ex back? Are you struggling to rebuild with your husband, boyfriend, or a long-term partner? Do you feel like you've tried everything, but nothing seems to work? Look no further than the ABCs to get him back program by me, Adrienne Everhart. I'm a feminine energy relationship expert with years of experience and a proven track record. I was in my own get him back situation and I have absolutely learned what works and what does not work. And what's better, I've tried this out with thousands of women who have had amazing results. My ABCs program gives you the absolute best chances and it guides you through the steps to not only get your ex back, but rebuild you and create a stronger and healthier relationship with yourself, the man in your past, or the man in your future. Don't give up hope. Try the ABCs to get him back program today and take that first step towards a happier future with your ex or the man you're meant to call forth. And so as painful as it is, I think that they are also they also have the potential to be um, invitations to deepen the relationship we have with ourselves. 
um, and to change and grow. Um, I know that, yeah, myself, some of the deepest, darkest moments have been, you know, losing loved ones through death and particularly relationship ending. Um, and there's this poem that I wrote again, like it's in a book, but I wrote it to myself in my darkest moment, yeah. which is called, I pray you hit rock bottom. And it's essentially saying like, I pray that you hit that darkest, deepest moment of your, 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 your life. And, and those things that you were clinging to, it's like, they become too hard to keep holding onto and clinging and gripping to like, you know, things come along and you just can't possibly hold it all together anymore. Because in those moments, if we can gather up the courage to surrender and, and just kind of be like, oh my gosh, I'm here like this. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, it's like, this is worst case scenario for me. But when we are at the rock bottom, when we are at those dark moments, in my experience, there's sometimes it's only a tiny, tiny little glimmer. That's like when it is really, really dark around us, it is possible actually to hone in on that inextinguishable light that is within um, and around us and to hold on to that and say yes to that. And often when we have loved and lost and then lost again, it's like when we have nothing to lose, we can somehow gather up the courage to go, I'm just going to go for it because this didn't work and this hurts like hell. So I'm going to take a chance now. I'm going to try something different. And that's when transformation can happen. You know, you have to be in the rock bottom moment, but often that's when the rebirth happens. Well, it's, it's interesting because uh, I was an English literature uh, Mm. studies major and studied all this English literature. And when I began my ABC's, to get him back, which is really about getting you back program, a Wordsworth poem just stuck in my head. And it was a deep distress hath humanized my soul. Mm. And it is through those deep distresses that you're speaking of. They humanize us. They get us connected to something deeper, more meaningful that we wouldn't otherwise have connected with. And Mm -hmm. so often it's the thing that you're, you're reaching. So you're reaching and grasping for, you know, that's becomes unhealthy for you, or it's not what you need anymore. And it's that acceptance that I'm at this place. I want this. I want my happiness back. And Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, the brain is so simple and the spirit is so complicated and the brain wants that happiness, but the spirit knows that it's so many more layers, so many different. So I feel almost like the rock bottom is the human experience of rock bottom, but not the spirit's rock bottom. Right. Right. So I, I, I think that that'll really resonate with a lot of women because the the spirit is eternal and it's with you always. It's got everything you need in that moment. It's just mm-hmm. about connecting and finding that 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 resource. That's really totally. well put. I want to also mention that you have a wonderful group called the Sanctuary, and the Sanctuary is it's online, but you teach classes, you have meditations um, rituals. I love all your rituals and your work, your workbooks. They're not only beautiful, but they are just so helpful and ask such good intuitive questions. It's, 
do you want to tell us a little bit about the sanctuary? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's basically, um, it's a community, but it's also like a hub. So you go there anytime you want to do your spiritual practice, be connected to your soul, um, inspired to this classes, workbooks, journaling, uh, rituals. Um, we also do a, a, a live sacred circle as well. And it's just such a beautiful community of, of, um, mainly women, but there are men as well. Um, um, from all over the world um and so many of them have like connected up in real life as well which is really 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 <laughs> lovely we actually had a, a story the other day where um two two women were um they'd met up and they they'd been connected for for several years and felt so so connected and they actually found out that when they both did their ancestry they're related they're like oh second cousins <laughs> oh my gosh I know and they'd both been doing this work on the female line like specifically I was just like wow. oh my god wow. isn't That's that amazing, amazing other sides of the country um yeah wow. so amazing <laughs> I love that I love that well I think your group is fantastic it has just so much to offer anyone who and and 24 7 it's there always so yeah. if you're ritual schedule is off you have something and definitely <laughs> anytime definitely check out I think you have one of the most amazing newsletters there are so many newsletters out there or email lists that you can subscribe to but to really get something and you can put it into practice that day not just the 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 why but the how and it's you're doing a lot of great work for women that need something deeper, something more that's calling and they can't, they're not really sure what it is. And it's so in alignment with feminine energy and everything I teach in that slowing down and finding your feminine energy voice and um, using a different part of your senses to do that. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with my audience about relationships or love or how to have a strong, healthy, loving relationship as a parent, as a mother, as a wife, goddess. Uh, <laughs> well, I think, um, I mean, it's, it's that classic cl cliche, but it's definitely, definitely true. Like the most important one that we have is the one with ourselves. And I know that, um, yeah, the, the biggest growth area for me that I, I wasn't aware of until I became a, a mom. Um, and this is true of any relationship, really like any intimate relationship, because it's how we grow the most um, mm -hmm. is that so often like with your kids and your partner and it's like, they're, they're mirroring back to us that thing that, that um, maybe there's like this part of us from when we were younger, particularly with kids. Like I know with my son at that age, I didn't know there was things from my, from that age that had wanted to be healed. And so, yeah, using those moments of like triggering or big emotions as like invitations to be like, yeah. what do I need in this moment? Um, rather than just like being the defensive, um, yes. I think yeah, looking at relationships is the the number one way we grow and, and how can we ultimately kind of tend to the, the child within, um, yeah. Be the mothers to ourselves. Oh, I love that. I am always telling my clients that a man either brings us a message or a gift, but it's, mm -hmm. it's always a little reflection back <laughs> they're mirroring backs either a trigger or something that this is this is the new book that's dropped into your lap this is where you need to learn or grow uh and it's so of, true and then just you know and then it's possible to have those um relationships I know when my husband and I we shifted gears after we got married into realizing that 
oh, we got into, I think it's um, called Imago therapy and they've got this um, ethos of like conflict equals growth. And so now yeah. him and I are like, whoa, when we come up to something, it's like, no, the <laughs> conflict can be good. I mean, I'm obviously not talking physical or anything like that, but yeah. And, and if you, if, if with that joint mind of like, how can we stay in this, even though we don't want to, <laughs> right. there is also an opportunity for growth, but obviously you need two parties willing to do that. Yeah. I, and I've found with, you're, you're right. Everyone has to be down to do the work. Um, that's an, a very important part. And much like going outside and just lying on the ground and you're just receiving it's for me, it, I believe with masculine energy, it's that conflict happens it's just so much easier to just lie back and receive and just let go of any type of control or expectation mm. and see what your partner can do or see, mm. you know, how the message will be received. Mm -hmm. Well, you're mm. doing amazing work. We are, this planet is definitely much better place because of you. You're bringing a wonderful message to a lot of women uh, and opening their hearts to brand new place that, that I, I, I am, I hate to think that so many women have lived lifetimes and not known about this connection and felt how beautiful it can be. So, so thank you for coming on my podcast today and sharing your message with us. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I think we're all beginning to remember, right? Yes. Beginning to remember. All right, everyone, please check out the links below. Learn more about Rebecca Campbell, her amazing books, her sanctuary, her online uh, a sacred group, her community. And she has so much to offer at her website. I will have all of those links below. Rebecca, thank you so much again for being on my podcast. Thank you so much, Adrienne. Bye everyone. Are you struggling to get your ex back? Are you struggling to rebuild with your husband, boyfriend, or a long-term partner? Do you feel like you've tried everything, but nothing seems to work? Look no further than the ABCs to get him back program by me, Adrienne Everhart. I'm a feminine energy relationship expert with years of experience and a proven track record. I was in my own get him back situation and I have absolutely learned what works and what does not work. And what's better, I've tried this out with thousands of women who have had amazing results. My ABCs program gives you the absolute best chances and it guides you through the steps to not only get your ex back, but rebuild you and create a stronger and healthier relationship with yourself, the man in your past, or the man in your future. Don't give up hope. Try the ABCs to Get Him Back program today and take that first step towards a happier future with your ex or the man you're meant to call forth.